For the third sermon of this series. Been about three weeks since I preached the last one. It was, uh, Chris, it was Christmas, and, and then last week I did not preach. So uh, I would probably just a little bit uh, move back to take a running start, but uh, we will end up where we need to end up. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, we are coming out of the book of beginning. Genesis is the book of beginning, and it shows us God's original intent, original intent, original purpose. What was God up to when he made mankind? Amen. Amen. We are starting in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. We'll be up on the screen in front of you. We are reading out the Amplified Bible, and it reads, As such in our hearing. And God said, Let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, after our likeness. Let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the, the beast, the tame beast, because the beast was tamed then. And over all the earth, over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. And in the image and likeness of God, he created them, male and female, and he created them and God blessed them and said be fruitful multiply fill the earth subdue it using all of its vast resources in the service of God and man I'll stop there hallelujah hallelujah father even in the mighty name of Jesus Lord bring forth that which you want to bring Forth. We'll move everything else out of the way. Move any hindrance that will impede me from preaching your truth and remove any hindrance that will impede your people from hearing your truth. Lord, speak life into us. Allow there to be a spiritual dynamic in the preaching and the receiving of your word. Open up our spirits. Allow us to be intentional about our hearing. Lord, even, Lord, even now, allow your glory to fall fresh on us. Lord, even, Lord, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. One of the reasons why I'm, I'm, I'm laboring so much in this part of Genesis when I'm talking about family is that we have to understand what God originally intended. If you think this is what God had in mind, you will accuse God of being unfair. <laughs> in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, if we don't really see God's purpose and intent as Christians, and then you really don't know what model you ought to be aiming for. Let me explain. If, 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 if sprinters, when they're running for the Olympics, each one has their own lane. They have to stay in the parameters of the mark that is before them. If they cross over into another runner's lane, they are disqualified. There is no hope for them to reach the finish line or to win because simply because they step out of the parameters of their lane. If you don't know where God is taking you, you, don't, you would never get there. 
if you don't have a picture of what God originally intended, and then we are all, all over the place, and we will never reach where God has called us to be. Listen, what you don't understand is that if you are in Christ, he is restoring you back to the original place of his intent. Oh, somebody, you know, you know it's funny, on your phone, if you go into it, there, there's a thing that says reset to factories, original settings. Y'all, 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 y'all get me? So for the techies in the house, it says, watch it, and if you do that, everything that you change will be lost and it will reset itself the way the manufacturer intended it to be. Do you know what Jesus is doing? He's resetting some things. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all to shout higher than that because the devil messed us up when Adam and Eve disobeyed. Jesus came in 1 John 3 and 8 to reset us back to the manufacturer, to our creator's original setting. The problem is, is this. You got to go get yours. <laughs> By faith, you, you got to reach out and grab what God has already done. Because unless you reach out and grab it, you will remain lost in spiritual wilderness. I hate to say this, but I said because us as Christians really don't understand the dynamic of what God has done, we're not aiming for anything. If you don't aim for what God has for you, you would never hit it because you're not aiming for it. When we look at Genesis, what, what we see is the relationship that God has set with Adam and Eve, and here in Genesis 1:27 has nothing to do with your physical makeup. This is spiritual. When he says, I created, he says, out of nothing I spoke into being. You are after me. I am spiritual. I made you spiritual. The problem is the reason why we don't get that now, because we are more natural than spiritual. Adam and Eve in their original makeup was more spiritual beings than natural beings, and they did not deal with the problems we deal with. There's a commercial, and they have really taken this song from an old folk song, and, and it's a boy walking around with a hole in his bucket. He got water, but the water is pouring out. And they say, it's a hole in your bucket. <laughs> Elijah? Dear Elijah, is that what Elijah? Elijah? There's a hole in your... Now, 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 now the original song says that there's a hole in your soul. All right. What's this? No matter how much they fill up the bucket, it would never be filled. <laughs> no matter how much they pour in, it comes right out. You know what our problem is? We're trying to fill up our souls with the wrong thing. As long as we try to fill it up with, with people, with things, with with, with, with pride, with, with whatever it is, what happens is, is that whatever we fill it up with can't fill up the hole. So, 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 so we still end up empty. Listen, listen, my problem isn't with you. My problem is I got a soul issue. Regardless, what's this? What's this? When you got a soul issue, you got a problem with everyone. <laughs> Nobody can do nothing good enough. Nobody, nothing is good enough. If, if, 
And we all been there. All of us been there. Now watch this. The more, what I'm realizing is the more I allow Jesus to fill me, the more life situation can't steal my joy. The closer I get to my Savior, my, the more that no matter what happens, my bucket, the hole been plugged up. I'm learning that, that the more I allow him to take over, that, that, that I'm satisfied in Jesus because he's the only one can make my soul okay. So I said, so, so what someone don't like me? That has nothing to do with me liking you. See, I'm okay with him, so that makes me okay with you. So if you got a problem with me, that's your problem. We just turned this off. I know who I am. Now watch that, because I know whose I am. When he is the center of your life, not religion, when the relationship with him becomes the center of your life, listen, nothing has to go right and you still can be okay. Is there anybody has to know what I'm talking about? Nothing going right, but strangely, you okay. If folks knew what you was going through, they would lose their mind. But because he holds you, because he got you, it really doesn't matter. Strangely, you okay. You know what? Wait a minute. I understand why God kicked them out of Eden once they fell. Can I go there? Eden is God's intent, and Eden means delight and pleasure. That's what it means. It's me, and it's, and it's describing this prepared place for a prepared people and what was in it. It was all delight and all pleasure, all good things, nothing evil, nothing bad, but at the highest level. See, and some of y'all are thinking right now, I want to find that place. No, you don't. Not in the state that you're in, because as soon as you find it, you're going to mess it up. Listen, you know why God kicked them out? Because once they see, more than that, this obedience brought a switch in priority. Now, all of a sudden, instead of their God being their all in all, they was their all in all. Can I go a step deeper? Whenever God is not your all in all, things become your God. People become your God. Your God is what you seek most. Even you can be your own God. <laughs> so watch this. So if God would have put these people in a prepared place that was all full of good things, the things that he put in it would have took his place as God. You know why God can't bless any, any more than what he has blessed us? Because the blessing would become our God. Part of us going through the struggle, and Satan is the one that set the struggle, but God uses the struggle. Part of that is he's trying to get to my heart. 
because it's easier to give him everything else but my heart. But without giving him my heart, nothing is worth giving. Well, what's this? What's this? Let's, let me walk into this. You want to walk with me? You want to walk with me? Okay. What's this? What's this? What's this? For this reason, it's, it's 1 John 3 and 8. For this reason, the Son of God was made manifest. He was made visible to undo, to destroy, to loosen, to dissolve the works of the devil. You know, I know I realize because somebody asked me a question. And I realized that, 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 that a lot of people have no concept of who the devil is. We think he's this red with a picked fork, horns coming out of here. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The devil was an angel and, and he was a high wrecking angel who was beautiful, and his name was Lucifer. He was a light, which means light bear. He was so glorious that he got caught up in his own pride. <laughs> My fact, Ezekiel and, and Isaiah give us background on this. It says that he walked the earth, which means he walked it before man walked it, which, which give an indication that before there was Adam and Eve, there was the earth, and that the, that the, that the angels. Hold on, hold on. Let me, can I go deeper? If we read this right, there was a period of time where the angels could choose. They don't choose no more. In whatever state they in, they are in. Hold on. Can, can I go deeper? Let me go deeper. Let me go deeper. Revelation tells us that when the devil rebelled, there was a war with angels. The one who chose God and one third rebelled against God. Now, hold on. Watch this. Watch this. They are, they are spiritual beings on the highest level. This happened before man. And, and, and God, God didn't start with us, but he's finishing it with us. Uh, Y'all need a shout about that. He said, he said, he said, he said I'm going to make them in my own likeness, and, and they're going to defeat those that are more powerful than them because they are like me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's this, what's this, what's this? So, so. Fallen angels are now called demons. But wait a minute. Did you know that the reason why they don't like you? Because God put his image in you. So, so when he sees you and you are a Christian, he don't like the image that is inside of you. So he tries to cover it up with mess. Whether you know it or not, your problem is a spiritual problem. <laughs> and until we become to realize that the source of all of our problems is a spiritual problem because the devil is trying to take your eyes off your source so that you don't have the power to stand up to be who you are. Said, Jesus said, I came to destroy. Now, listen, not in, not in his life because he didn't have no problems. But to destroy, to loosen, to undo the virus, the deception that has been set in us. That's why we no longer have the Garden of Eden, because we wouldn't know what to do with it. What God is working on 
is my heart and your heart that he can show us himself, then he don't mind giving you what's in his hand. <laughs> but as long as he wants what's in, we only can see what's in his hand, then we make what's in his hand our God. And you say, I don't have that issue. You can't say that. The only one that can say that is God. You'll be surprised the temper tamples we throw on God. Because things don't work out our way. So all this little girl, shop, shopping market was crowded. The seat is right in front of the registers, spread out on the floor. Girlfriend took her shoes off and threw them. <laughs> Mama and daddy said, please stop, please. And the more they said please, the more she acted up. They said no to her over a candy bar. And she act like her whole world done fell apart. I wanted to take my belt off. I said, Jesus, help me. <laughs> but you know what I realized? That's how we act towards God. When, when it doesn't happen the way we want it, when it doesn't turn out exactly the way we see it, yes, sir. Yes, sir. when we have to deal with disappointments of life, yes, sir. we throw a teetotally. Oh, <laughs> fit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, some of y'all are here, but you're not really here. Let's be honest, it's possible to get mad at God and still come to church. But, but, but we're not all, you know, you know, you know, we're not all that into him because, cause, 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 you know, we mad because he didn't do, you know, I prayed, you know, and he didn't do what I prayed that, that you know, and then, you know, I really, and he, you know, and he didn't, and you know. When did life become about us and not about him? I'm learning that my satisfaction is not about circumstances. I'm learning that when I make him the essence of my everything, that, that, that circumstances really don't matter that much. I'm learning that, that, that when the storm is, is all around, and all hell done broke loose. As long as I keep my eyes on him, oh, somebody need to somebody need to shout with me. If folks knew what you was going through, and you still got a smile on your face, and you still can give him the highest praise, cause you learn it has nothing to do with your outer circumstance. There's an inner joy. There's an inner peace. That cannot be described. Listen, the reason why scripture says taste and see means that, man, I got this, got this dish that I made. Man, taste it. It, it will bless you. It's good. If he don't actively moved in and tasted, he would never know how good it is. What's this? He has to believe it's edible. He has to take the fork I'm giving him. He has to move his own hands, dip it in it, open up his own mouth, chew it and swallow it. Though it's before him, unless he acts 
on it. Now, if he don't believe it's edible, he's not going to eat it. Regardless how good it is, if he don't believe I can cook, and everybody else can say I can cook, but if he says, I don't believe Tracy can cook, I don't care how good it looks, The reason why some of us haven't experienced more of God is that we don't take him at his word. We're waiting to experience him, and God's waiting for us to believe him. Because you can't experience him any more than you believe him. We're waiting on God, and God's waiting on us. God's saying, I'm true to my word. I got testimonies. I would do what I want to do. And I would do it for you as I've done it for others. But if you're going to sit there and not taste how good I am, that's on you. We have a part to play. Adam and Eve, it's in Genesis, I think it's Genesis 3, 15. And this, and this is it. After the fall, but it gives an indication before the fall, is that God came down in the cool of the day, and it gives an experience of God's presence being manifest in the Garden of Eden. The scripture gives the intent that this was normal. Whatever it was, God came down. Listen, watch this, watch this. God was not only their father, he was their teacher, he was their joy, he, he showed them, he downloaded into them, and, and watch this, and, 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 and as children ran to a father, when I, when I used to come home from work when Britt was small, he would be waiting at the door, ready to play with me, whatever it was. You know, daddy's home. And, and I remember he put on my shoes and was walking. You know, know what God wants? Us to respond. We are his children. I don't even enjoy that type of, listen, no distraction. They were single focus on him. All they knew was him. Even the beauty of the garden didn't distract them. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Come here, man. Come. I just need to lean on you for a minute. Some of y'all don't get this. This is what I believe. The more you get closer to God, the more you enjoy the things of God. Let me tell you, let, let me explain. Let me explain. The most miserable person in the world is not the person who don't know God. It's the person who knew God and walked away from God. Amen. That's my story. That's my story. Knew God when I was young. God answered prayers when I was young. Always open spiritually when I was young. I, I told you I used to have nightmares at the age of like eight years old, nine years old. Went on my knees and said, well, I don't want to have nightmares no more. Take away my dream. I quit dreaming. I know God answered prayers, yes, but I still had my eyes yes. on the gangsters on the corner, uh -huh. and I wanted to be just like them, and I became just like them and became good uh -huh. at it. But hold on, hold on. Let me tell you how good I got. I got so good that I could no longer enjoy the blessings of God. They even understand how, how deep I was in darkness. But I tell you what, when God snatched me back, okay, I woke up the next morning, tweet, 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 tweet. I didn't know what it was. Hearing what I'm saying. My focus became so singularly dark. Yes, Lord. 
that the things that was all around me, I didn't hear it or see it. I literally said, what's that? <laughs> so that's birds. They singing. I remember the last time I heard birds singing. Listen, it wasn't that they wasn't singing. I couldn't hear. My question to you, what have you traded? <laughs> and the very thing you trade can't fill you anyway. Now watch this, and watch this, and watch this. And you're missing out on what right is right right before. I, I, I'm not lying to you. The grass look greener. The sun looked brighter. <laughs> Colors was brighter. All of a sudden I said, what's this I feel? I feel joy. <laughs> you, you, know, you know why? I haven't felt it in so long. Do you know the very thing that we enjoy every day, others don't even enjoy it? And it's possible to be a Christian and miss out on what God has given you. Oh, how can I say this? Don't be so focused on what you don't have. You need to enjoy on what you do have. And you will realize God is blessing you more than what you think. Focus is it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go deeper because I, 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 I want to let y'all go. I want to let y'all go. I really do want to let y'all go. Joel 2.25 says, I will restore. He's talking to Israel and he's talking because of their disobedience. The, the, the cranker worms have eaten everything. And, and God says, now that you have come back to me, I want to restore you know what God wants to do in my life and your life? Restore. Turn, turn your neighbor and say, restore. If they're asleep, wake them up. Tell them, restore. Restore. Uh, let, them, let them wonder about restore what? He, he wants to restore. Listen, he wants to restore the relationship with him, which then sets in order everything else. You know, funny. I, I was trying to work my phone and something was wrong. I said, my phone is broke. You know what the problem was? I had it turned off. I'm not the only one. Thank you, sister. I feel better. I feel better. Got on the elevator. I was wondering why I wasn't going up. I didn't press the button. The reason why we haven't experienced and tasted God at a higher level is because we have not done our part. I mean, the elevator wasn't broke. My phone wasn't broke. God's not broke. He would do exactly what he said he would do. He wants the relationship with us more than we wanted with us. But that, that's why we were created. He wants to share himself with us. Jesus' death and resurrection is about reestablishing that he can come and make our abode with us. He said, I'm not only around you, I'm in you. But you can experience no more of me than you allow me to. Religion don't get you there. OK, 
okay, I know, we're almost finished. We're almost done. What's this, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? Kenny, Kenny, come here, come, come here, come, come here, come here, Kenny. Come here, Kenny, what's this, what's this, what's this? God is so, and I did this, but somebody, I didn't catch this. God is so big that he's non-gender. Can I send you back? Yeah. And can I use a husband and wife? Let me show you how God does this. God is so big that you being now, he's, God, God is, is, for our understanding, the text use him as male dominant, but God is really non-gender. He's God. You can't put God in a box. I don't care what box you got. Your box is too small. He only put gender when he described what he's making. <laughs> Y'all get me? So now he says, I'm going to call you male, but you're his counterpart. I'm going to call you female, but you both is made in his image. Hold on, ladies, get this. You are no less God than he is. And though you're different, you are no less God. So don't try to be a man. Embrace and be who you are. You are as much God as he is. You're his counterpart so you can fit together. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. New Testament, we know the picture, that the New Testament picture is Christ in the church. But I said, look, what is the Old Testament picture? He said the Old Testament picture is the husband and the wife also. He said, the difference is they are my portrait. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Watch this, watch this, watch this. A portrait is like the Mona, Mona Lisa. It's not about the background. It is the, the face. Listen, when God, hell, I know you right. Shut your mouth. What's this? What's this? When God sees this, he sees a fuller picture of himself. He sees the right side of his face and the left side of his face. Y'all get Now watch this. That's why marriage is holy. Because God brought Eve to Adam. Hold on. Because he wanted, as always, God is always trying to see himself in us. Can, can, I, can, I, can I take a, just a, a, a taste this rabbit? If you are doing something, acting any way that doesn't look like God, you out of bounds. Everything about you. He said, I made you for my glory. When I look at you, I want to see myself. So marriage is separated because what he says is, that's the fullest picture of me on earth. Now, hold on. Hold on. I know that's why Satan fights so hard to destroy marriage. Can, can I ask you to sit down for a second? Just for a second, you, not him. He said you. I'll, I'll give her back. Justin. Don't hug on him. Hold on. Stand next. I don't care what society says. I don't care what other people do. That cannot be marriage. (laughs) 
it doesn't look like God. See, if marriage was about us, then we can do whatever we want to. You can marry a monkey if you want to. But since it's about God, we can't say that's marriage. You know why? Because marriage is God's portrait. This is two sides of the same side. It's, it's half my face. Half the face of God. God said, I want to see the complete thing. So I don't care what, what psychologist says. I don't care what, what educator says. That, that when you take it out of God's hand, it is now a perversion of its intended purpose. Thank you. God has to restore. You know where I think the restoring has to be? In our thinking. <laughs> if I don't know God's intent for my life, then I can't chase it. Isn't it funny? Listen, I can be a Christian and out of order. Because something in me want to make it all about me. And I justify to myself why it's about me. <laughs> Listen, Satan has set up an anti-kingdom, and anti-kingdom means it is the opposite of the intended purpose of God. And when I don't know God's intended purpose, I'm operating in anti. And don't even know it. And I wonder why God not doing where he... I wonder why I don't have the peace. There's a hole in your soul. Let, let, let me, let me, I'm almost finished. What time is it? Okay, give me five more minutes. Holy Spirit has come, and, and the Holy Spirit is called, in, in John 14, the comforter, the, uh, the teacher, the, the come alongside of you, the, the, the feeler, the God. Listen, he has become what God was to them in the Garden of Eden. Well, I'm trying to let you see, he is restoring what mankind have lost. But watch this. I'm only going to get as much as he has allowed me to restore. Watch this, Psalms. And then we go home. Okay? Psalms 16, 11 says, you will show me the path of life. This is, this is, he, he's inspired to write this to some. And he says, he says, you will show me the path said, of my life. That means if I, if I seek him, if I don't seek him, I'm going to make my own path. Got me? Can we go? Say, in your, in your presence, Lord. Now hold on, watch this, watch this. When, when God in, in, in Genesis 2, 7, when he blew into Adam and he became a living soul, he woke up in God's presence. And you know what he experienced? The fullness of joy. It wasn't the garden. It wasn't the, it wasn't the perfectness of Eden. It was God. Y'all see that? Yes, let, me, let me just be honest with you. You can be in the perfect situation, and if you got God out of order, you won't enjoy the situation. There's a hole in your soul. 
Go back, go back, go back, go back. He said, he said, and then he said, then there's pleasure. Remember, eating was pleasure. It's in his right hand. The problem with us is we want his hand and not him. And until he gets me to the place that I want him more than whatever is in his hand, he can't trust me with what's in his hands. Until I get this right, he can't bless me with what he want to bless me with because I got it out of order. Okay, I'm done. I just got another illustration. I wonder if we're more cat people than dog people. Hold on. Let me finish. <laughs> the difference between dogs and cats that if your dog is trained well, he wait for you to door at the door for you to come home for work. His tail is wagging. <laughs> a cat. If a dog is trained well, he sees you as master. A cat sees you as its pet. Uh, a dog, you call, he wants you to pet it, he roll over. A cat will let you know when it wants to be touched. I got any cats? Anybody got on any cats? Everybody, don't, don't be afraid, it's okay. I'm not against you. I mean, I mean, it's just the way cats are. If you touch your own cat when it don't want to be touched, it will scratch the mess out of you. A cat acts like, what's wrong with you? You don't got my food yet. I'm gonna have to get me a new person if you don't act right. You know what the problem is? Many of us act like cats to dog, to God. We, we, we act like we doing him a favor. We act like, you know, you no know big deal. I'm the big deal. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They say a dog is a man's best friend. I never heard anybody say a cat is a person's best friend. Because a cat just don't care. Forget about religion. And let's look at the relationship. And have we made a big deal over our God? Let's, let's forget about church on Sunday. And let's deal with the disappointments of life when God hasn't done what you thought he ought to do the way you wanted him to do it. Can you still praise God? Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me share with you, then, then we're going home. The verse in the Bible that I can't get away with, which brings me back to my good sense, is that verse where Job says, Though he slay me. <laughs> Wait a minute, Joe. Let's sit down and have a conversation. You done lost your children. You done lost all your stuff. You done, your wife done told you to curse God and die. You're sitting here and you got painful balls from the top of your head from the bottom of your feet. I know the detail of your story that you don't know. And it looks like God is doing it to you. 
and it even looks like God is trying to kill you, and you have the nerves to sit there and say, don't you slay me, yet will I trust you? You know what Job is saying? This is what Job is saying. Lord, you're bigger than my children. You're bigger than my wife. You're bigger than my stuff. You're bigger than my health. Lord, if I really look at all I got is you. So I must well trust you. Huh. There's another verse. I'll let you go. Hebrew says this. Have you been brought to the place in your temptation and test that you are sweating great drops of blood like Jesus? If you haven't been brought there yet, then you haven't gone through what he went through for you. And yet, he went to the cross for you. Hold on, hold on, that's it. He gave his life up for you. Wait a minute. He did it hoping for the joy that was beyond the cross, that when he bring you home to live with him forever. So until you go through what he went through, you can't complain. Until you go through the hurt and the pain that he went through, just keep your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Keep saying to yourself, I know who I am, because I know whose I am. Victory is mine. Somebody need to stop complaining and open up your mouth and start praising. Because God been good to you. Quit looking at what you don't have. Start appreciating what you do have. Because God been good to you. I thank you. I thank you for another year. I thank you for another day. I thank you for Jesus who holds me, who cares for me. There's something about Jesus that makes everything 